All right, praise the Lord, everybody. We welcome back to Bible study this wonderful evening. I hope and pray everybody's doing well out there in internet land. Amen. Having a wonderful Tuesday evening and Bible study tonight. We're looking forward to what God's going to have in store for us. We've been uh, started last week with the mindset of Christ, the mindset of Christ, and every believer that names the name of Christ should have that mindset, a mindset. And so we covered a lot last week, uh, again, just around robbing of stuff about the mindset of Christ's general general overview. And so I said, perhaps it would turn into a series and it may or may not, but tonight I want to delve into the part about uh, uh, Christ Jesus, the mindset of compassion, the mindset of compassion. So uh, we want to look at it tonight. Uh, I was reminded of uh, Reverend Devonshaw was here the other night. He was preaching about the Good Samaritan, the Good Samaritan and how the, he went out of his way to uh, help the needy, he went out of his way to help the man who had a need in his life. And so um, it really touched my mind and my heart. Again, it's concerning. And so I said, you know, we're going to focus on the mind of Christ tonight, the mind of Christ concerning compassion. Uh, uh, last week, we, we went through a round robin of things concerning the mind of Christ. And one of them, uh, again, he was a giver. He was a giver of himself. He gave himself to uh, the world. He gave us why he gave his life on the cross. Why? Because he was a giver. The Bible said he gave his uh, Father gave his only begotten son, and he was willing to give his life for the lost, for the needy, for for you and I. We wouldn't be saved today if Christ was not a giver. And so his mindset was to give his life for us. Another one was um, we covered last week was, again, just a, Christ had the right mindset, the right attitude in his mindset. He was an optimist. He was an optimist, meaning that when he saw things, he saw death, he saw challenges, he saw anything that came his way. He had a right mindset. People were worried and stressing and all these different things, but he looked at it differently. He said, you know what? Let's, we're going to pray. We're going to seek God. and We're going to watch God work. And, and really, he was the coolest one in the boat. Remember how we shared with you, I believe it was Sunday night, about how the we, when the waters were flooding, when everything was flooding, and, and uh, he was in the bottom of the ship sleeping. So he, he had the right attitude concerning many things. We'll come back to that in a minute. And then we covered last week about he was moved with compassion. Uh, again, the compassionate mindset will come back. That's going to be our topic tonight. Uh, he had a mindset to win the loss. Some just a review from last week. A mindset to win the loss at, at all costs. And we, we, uh, it's really just a, a phraseology, Christian phraseology about winning the loss at all costs. And so, uh, naturally, that was his mindset. We follow his lead. And then he also had a mindset of uh, not being afraid. Of back to what he said, of challenging. He faced demons. He faced uh, obstacles. He faced some of the most deadliest diseases that people had. But his mindset was he could be healed or they could be delivered. On and on and on. Um, and then I also cover renewing of the mind. Renewing. And how does that happen? By renewing of the mind. The mind has to be changed. The Bible says to be transformed and renewing your mind. So uh, these are some of the overviews. And then oneness of mind as well. Oneness of mind. We cover fellowship. Meaning of fellowship this past Saturday. We had an awesome time. We miss you. It was Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Uh, Sunday, Saturday afternoon. And not just doing those special times. I mentioned in Sunday morning about special times that we meet. It's not for granted. It's not an, uh, 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 something we just come up with. These are divinely appointed meetings that we have. And, and it's important for you to be. We have guest preachers and guest people come in town. It's important for you to be there. And so you should have the mindset, as we share with you uh, Sunday morning, about doing whatever it takes to get to the house of the Lord. Doing whatever it takes. Don't let nothing get in your way. You will always find something to get in the way. <laughs> Concerning church, concerning worship, you go all the devil will always put things. Not always the devil, it's things that pop up. But you know what? Sometimes you gotta let God be your schedule. The things of God, you know what? 
I got church today, so that's got to wait. This happens in my life. That's got to wait. So the mindset, the things of Christ should come first in our lives. And so a Christian mindset, putting and seeking the kingdom of God first, the things of God. So be in service. Make that your attitude. Make that your mindset. Say, you know what? I'm going to be faithful. I'm going to be uh, true to God. I'm going to be true to the work of God. And amen. That's God, God blesses faithfulness. When you're faithful to God, I'm telling you. And many times people have struggled with that because, uh, again, and, and they have struggles in life because they are not faithful. You wonder why you're up and down. wonder why things are in and out. wonder why you're maybe perhaps not blessed in various aspects of your life. It's because <clears throat> you must be faithful in the small thing. Be faithful in the things of God. And I'm telling you, God can bless you. I'm a living witness. The Bible goes on and says the renewing of the mind. So the renewing of your mind, the renewing of your thinking, repentance. Repentance is that when you repent, it changes the way I think. It changes the way my attitude may be. It changes the way. So the mindset of Christ. Uh, uh, oneness of mind, as we shared with you last week as well, oneness of mind, being in one accord with Christ, one accord with the brethren, one accord with the church. And again, this is what God wants. This is what God wants, to be in one accord in the will of God, in the will of God. The Bible goes on and says uh, um, to know Christ, to know Christ more. Let that be our mindset as well, to know Christ more. Again, so share this Bible study out with you. Share this Bible study. Share this Bible study with your friends that people can come to know Christ. Have you shared it on your page? Did you share it with your friends today? So I encourage you right now to reach over as I'm doing right now because I did not share it. Let me share it right now, live on the broadcast. Uh, again, to share it over to your page, to your friends. They say, hey, it's Bible study going on. Right. Turn off Netflix and all that other stuff. Let's take some time out and hear the word of God tonight. All right, let's go back to, uh, so the mindset of Christ, the mindset of Christ and a sinless mindset. A sinless mindset. We covered it last week as well. A sinless mindset. So you know what? I'm not going to let these things, I'm not going to let sin and temptation enter into my heart to where, again, I displease my Lord. Unshakable mindset. We covered last week some of, the, some of the things we covered. And a renewed in the spirit of your mind. Renewed in the spirit. And that's really what does it. The spirit of God helps us to be renewed. And so um, I believe it was Thursday night, I think it was. The Reverend preached uh, from Isaiah 61. If you can turn with me to Isaiah 61. Isaiah 61, the overall mindset of Christ. The overall mindset of Christ. And I, and I, I, I highlight this into the Bible study as well. Uh, we're going to focus on compassion. But really, this sums up compassion right here. The Bible says, first of all, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. The Spirit of God was upon him. Because the Lord had anointed him to preach good tidings unto the meek. And so, first of all, the mindset of Christ is to have the Spirit of God, to have Christ in your life, to have the Spirit of God reigning and ruling your heart. When you have the Spirit of God, you want to do the things of God. When you have the Spirit of God, you want to tell somebody about God. When you have the Spirit of God, you may want to be a witness for God, to make yourself available for the kingdom of God. And so not only that, but to preach, to open your mouth and tell somebody about the Lord. And man, not just, just behind the pulpit, but tell somebody somewhere, somehow, some way. Tell them about Jesus. Amen. He says, good tidings, good tidings. Out of our lips, let it be good tidings. Good tidings is unto the Lord. With Unto the meek, he hath sent me to bind the broken heart. So verse one again. Again, the mindset of Christ was to come and bind up the broken heart. To bind up the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captives, to begin to declare and decree liberty. Declare and declare, decree liberty. And so in the mindset of Christ, is say, you know, I'm going to be free. In my mind, my heart, my soul. Bible goes on and says also, and to open the prison of them that are bound. Tonight, are you in prison tonight? Tonight, let the Lord release you tonight. 
prison of your own mind, your own thoughts. Tonight, the mindset of Christ is saying, you know, I'm going to be free from this thing. This thing has held me down in chains and bondage. And so not you tonight, you say, God, set me free. And he can't. He can't. Number two, we went on, says, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, the day of vengeance of God, to comfort all that mourn. And so tonight, the mindset of Christ was also to comfort the mourn. Those that were weary, those that were beaten, those that were hurting. The mindset of Christ was the goal and do that. So we're going to cover compassion in a minute. But let's get a little move on. He says, to anoint them, excuse me, to appoint them into morning Zion, that morning Zion, excuse me, to give them beauty for ashes. Christ was coming to bring beauty to the lives of men and women. Beauty to, to, to that life that was wrecked and ruined. The Bible goes on and says, oil of joy for mourning. Christ was coming to bring hope to those that were mourning. Garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. In church today, the mindset of Christ is you got to learn to praise God through every circumstance, through every moment of your life, every challenge of your life to praise God. The Bible says that you might be called the trees of righteousness. He says in the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. So again, the mindset of the mindset we should have is to glorify God with our lives. So let's go into the compassion portion. Tonight we're talking about the mindset of Christ. So that was just a rundown of some of the overview that we covered last week. And so compassion, compassion. Think about this. Let's go to Matthew chapter 9. Matthew chapter 9. I'm going to give you a couple of uh, scriptures here about the compassion. And that should be our mindset. If we want to be like Christ, let's have this same mindset. The Bible says he went about all the city and the villages. First of all, he was willing to go anywhere. He was willing to go anywhere in the city. Not just the good neighborhood, the bad neighborhoods, the rough neighborhoods, the poor, the needy, the weary, the lost. He went to all cities and villages. And the Bible says teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And the Bible says also healing every sickness and every disease among the people. It did not matter what they went through. He was willing to help them. The Bible went on and says, but when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion. There they were again. So you do a word search. I try to do a word search in your Bible studies. Do a word search for compassion. Shows up multiple times, probably probably about 40 times at the word compassion itself. But you think about it, he says he was moved with compassion. Do we let compassion move us? We should be moved with compassion. Let compassion move you. He said, on them that fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. We, have, we serve a good shepherd tonight. We serve a good shepherd tonight. And you know what? People are in need of a shepherd. People are in need of Jesus tonight. And he needs us to be moved with compassion, to be moved upon uh, for the people, to be moved in our cities, wherever you may live, wherever you dwell. Are you moved when you see people knowing they need Christ? Are you moved enough to pull out a card and say, hey, I'm going to invite you to church? Amen. And as we begin to have the mindset of Christ, as, as Reverend Priest on uh, Saturday afternoon said, uh, you know, just sometimes we get, we get caught up in our own little worlds. We get caught up in our own little ways. And so naturally, we need to, again, let's focus on the lost because they're in need of a shepherd. Number 37, he went on and says, And then saith he unto his disciples, The harvest is truly plenteous. The harvest is plenteous. Multitudes of people. He said, But the laborers are few. Do you have a mindset to work and win the lost? And so naturally, we continue to challenge. Let's have that be challenged by that. Jesus said, I need some laborers. Jesus said, I need some people that will be faithful. I need some people that have that mindset to want to do something for the kingdom of God, want to do something for the, for the cities and villages, do something for the weary and the work, the hurting. And so naturally, the mindset. Not everybody's going to have that mindset. 
Not everybody's going to be willing to do the life of a Christian. Live the life of a Christian and, and do and give yourself. But we shared with you a few months ago, every time we read about how they laid down their necks for the kingdom of God. Not everybody's going to be willing to do that. Not everybody's willing to do that. Not everybody's willing to even come to church half the time. Be faithful. And so the Bible says he's looking for a few. Really, that's all he said. He said few probably because that's all there is. Just a few true men and women that will be willing to just give themselves away. The Bible says, pray ye therefore the Lord of harvest, number 38. So he said, I might say a prayer. So we pray, we pray, continue to pray. Year after year, we continue to pray. Day after day, we continue to pray that the Lord of harvest, <clears throat> that he will send forth laborers into the harvest. We continue to pray. Pray with us that God will raise up faithful men and women. Pray with us that God will raise up people that are willing to serve and have the mindset of Christ, that are hungry for Christ. Say, God, I want to do more for Christ. The young lady came a few weeks ago. And that was her prayer. She said, you know, I want, to, I want to do something more for God. And so we pray continually that people have that same attitude. John, let's go to John 15, 12. John 15, 12 through 14. The Bible says, this is my commandment. This is something that we have to take heed to and obey. The Bible says that you love one another as I have loved you. And so naturally, that's a commandment. Compassion, love, go hand in hand. He says, as I've loved you, do you love one another? Greater love have no man than this, that he do what? Lay down his life for his friends. That he lays down his life for his friends. He says that she may, that you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. So that is compassion and love for your friends, for people, to lay down our lives for the cause of Christ. Amen. Uh, this next section I'm going to give you, Matthew 18, 22. Matthew 18, 22 through 35. This was a story about compassion. This was a story about compassion, and really, uh, he was using about the uh, the kingdom of God and, and forgiveness and on and on and on. Let's look what it says. So if we want compassion, uh, 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 if we want compassion, we must have compassion with our fellow man. Let's look what it says here. Uh, 18.22. The Bible says, Jesus said to him, I said to thee, until seven times seven, uh, until seven times, he says, but 70 times seven, and not my forgiveness. The Bible says, therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. Number 24, he says, and when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. So man owed him a lot of money. <laughs> Bible says, but for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and his children, and all that he had, and the payment was made. Now, think about it. So, if you don't have, naturally you were sold off to pay your debt. 26, he says, and the servant therefore fell down and worshipped, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And the Lord of that servant was moved with what? Compassion. This man was about to be sold off into slavery to pay his debts. But the Lord was moved with compassion. And the Bible says, Lucy, man, and he forgave him his debts. He wiped it all clean. I forgive you. That's a blessing, isn't it? The Bible says, but the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants and owed him 100 pence. So he owed 10,000. 
Now, but somebody owed him a hundred. He owed ten thousand, but he owed, he was only owed a hundred. This is what he says. The Bible says he laid hands on him and, and took him by the throat. He says and saying, "Pay me the thou owest. You better pay me that hundred. Even though I've been forgiven the ten thousand, you pay me that one hundred. And his fellow servants fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, "Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all." And he would not, because but he went out and cast him into prison for a hundred talents. The Bible says to he should pay the debt. And so when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told the Lord of all that was done. And then the Lord, then his Lord, after he had called him, said unto him, "Thou wicked." Servant, I forgive thee all thy debt because thou desirest me. Shouldst not thou have had compassion on thy fellow servant, as I have, have had pity on thee. So Lord, but he was saying, you know, I had pity on you. Why can't you have pity on them? And the Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors until until he should pay all that he was due unto him. Thirty-five. He says, so likewise shall my heavenly Father, so also unto you. If ye from your hearts forgive not everyone his brother, their trespasses. So it was a lesson on compassion. A lesson on compassion. We want to be forgiven over here, but not willing to forgive somebody over here. Let's apply that to our lives. Compassion. Compassion. We can't be picking and choosing who we have compassion with. Now let's go to Romans 9. Compassion as well. Say uh, again, compassion as well. God plainly said about compassion. Sometimes he does, sometimes he does not show compassion. Sometimes he does, sometimes he does not. Let's read what it says. For he said unto Moses, I have mercy on whom I will have mercy. Let's read it again. He said unto Moses, I have mercy on whom I have mercy. And I have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it is not for him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. It's God's God picks him too. He won't show mercy to him. Sometimes hey, somebody pray for something and <laughs> disaster still happens or something against what they prayed for happens. God knows all about it. He said, I'm going to have compassion on whom I'm going to have compassion. So again, he's a compassionate God, but it's his choice. Let's go to, um, speaking of Moses, let's go to Exodus 2, 5 through 7. There was a time in which uh, <clears throat> the Pharaoh Exodus 2, 5 through 7. There was a time in which uh, Pharaoh uh, wanted to kill all the baby boys. He wanted to kill all the baby boys, the Hebrew boys, and naturally a very cruel man, cruel man. And so um, the Bible says here in this, this particular story, this is what it says. The Bible says during this time frame, Moses' mother had put him in the, in the basket. And put him down the river. And the Bible says, and the daughter of Pharaoh came down to wash herself at the river. And her maidens walked along by the riverside. And when she saw the ark um, among the flags, uh, she sent her maid to fetch it. And when she had opened it, she saw the child. And behold, the babe wept. And she had compassion on him. Compassion also means, I give a definition, but it means pity. So she showed pity on this baby. And she said, this is one of the Hebrew children. She was different from her father. Her father would have killed the baby, but she had compassion on the baby. And the Bible says, and then she said, 
Then said his sisters to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call thee a nurse of the Hebrew women? And so uh, she may nurse the child of thee. And so now you read the story. <laughs> his, his Pharaoh was, I mean, Moses was able to be raised. He was able to be raised because of God's compassion right underneath the nose of Pharaoh by his own family. As you'll later on read that. But unlike Pharaoh, she had compassion. Let's go to Luke 7. Luke 7, 12 through 16. More, more about compassion of Christ. These just and that and really Exodus, the that was the first time the word compassion showed up in the Bible. There. And that was really God showing his love and compassion. Again, for ultimately the children of Israel being released. Without Moses, naturally he would have figured out another way, but it was an introduction to the compassion which God will show Israel. Let's go to verse 12, 7, 12. The Bible says, Now when he came not to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, <clears throat> and the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and much people of the city was with, was, was with her. Number three, he says, And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said, Weep not. So naturally, you ever go to a funeral, and even sometimes you may not know the person get choked up. Or when you find out a loved one, you see other people cry sometimes, you get a little choked up. Why? Because you can feel their compassion for their deceased member. And naturally, death is a separation from God. Naturally, death was something that God did not intend. But because of the fall of man, because of Adam, naturally it happened. It happened through sin. And so naturally, but Jesus had compassion during his funeral. And the Bible says, and he realized that this woman really loved her son and perhaps needed her son greatly. The Bible says, and he, he commanded in verse 14, he, he came and touched the beard and that, that they bear him stood still. He said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. He that, that was dead sat up and began to speak and he was delivered him to his mother. And there came a fear on all. And they glorify God, saying that a prophet is risen up among us, and that God hath visited his people. The compassion of our Father, the compassion of Jesus, came to visit us. Emmanuel came to be with us, that we could be saved, that we can experience the power, and even the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Salvation, deliverance, healing, miracle, death's compassion that he wanted to give back to mankind. Let's look at Psalms 145. Psalms 145, 8 and 9. Psalms 145, 8 and 9 tells us this. He says, the Lord is gracious. The Lord is gracious. Thank God for his grace tonight. That unmerited favor. Where would we be without God's grace tonight? Where would we be? And you think about, again, other people who need the same grace of God. Other people need the same love of God. Naturally, it's there because uh, we're not consumed, the Bible tells us. As long as you have breath in your body, it's still God's grace showing his love towards you. Sometimes we lose sight of what God brought you perhaps from, what God has pulled you out of. We must always remember how God was gracious to us, how God blessed us, how God kept us, how God has done so much for you. And so no doubt, don't never forget the Lord's grace. The Bible goes on and says, full of compassion. So Christ, our Lord, our God, is full of compassion. God, help that be our mindset as well, to be full of compassion 
in every circumstance. Slow to anger. We talk about the mindset of Christ. So he's full of compassion and he's slow to anger. The Bible says great uh, of great mercy, of great mercy. These are the, the mindset of Christ. He says, the Lord is good to all, good to all. They slapped him across the face. He was still good to them. They spit on him. They were still good to him. They cursed him. They got mad at him. They beat him. He was still good to them. Every day they, they turned their back on God. They rejected People reject Christ every day, but he's still good. Still good. In spite of what people do. And you know what? The mindset, we should have that same mindset. In spite of what people may do, keep a good mindset. Keep a good mindset. Keep a good heart. Keep a good attitude. The mindset of Christ. Regardless of what people may do, regardless of what people may say, let's have the mindset of Christ. The Bible says he is good to all and his tender mercy over all his works. God is a tender and merciful God. The mindset of Christ tonight. Let's go to Lamentations 3.17. Got a few more. I'm going to give you them in your clothes. The Bible says in 3.17, one of the most popular Verses about God's compassion. Lamentation means to weep, cry, mourn, hurting. The prophet was hurting. He was lamenting in his ashes. He was hurting, murmuring, complaining to God. And this is what he says here. He says, Thou hast removed my soul far from peace. That's what he faced. Oh, woe is me. I'm far from peace. I have no joy. My life is in ruins, is what he said. He said, I forgot prosperity. He forgot all that God had done to him. The Bible says, I say, my strength and my hope is perished from me, Lord. There's no hope. I give up. Remember my afflictions, my misery, my word, oh my God. He was lamenting. Woe is me. We sing that song sometimes, the hallelujah side. There's no place for gloomy Christians. There's no place for gloomy Christians. The Bible goes on and says, my soul, he says, my soul hath him still in remembrance and it, it has humbled me. Number 21, but he says, you know what? I recall to my mind. I'm talking about the mindset. I recall to my mind. Let me take myself back. What am I to blame about? What am I murmuring about? What am I disgruntled about? God has been so good. We got to be careful when we, we I was thinking about it earlier. I said, one of these days we go to one of these poor countries. We take a mission trip as a church, as a people. Go to some of these countries, man. You'll really find out. We was looking at a video yesterday. You'll really find out what poverty is. Even our projects here in the city don't really know what poverty is. If we have, as long as we got a food bank, we got clothes, a shelter, we got places you can go. Dude, here in America, we don't really know what it's like. God has been compassionate to us. And if we turn our backs and we start, uh, again, forgetting God, the nation's already hit that way. But when a nation forgets God, when a people forget God, again, uh, we got so much to be thankful for in our country. And so the Bible tells us, he said, I recall to my memories. Look back, go back, and remember the glory and the grace of God. And the Bible says, I recall to my mind, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. He said, you know, what am I complaining about? What am I murmuring about? He says here, and even when Jesus was praying, he was about to go to the cross. 
He was saying, Lord, let this cup pass for me. But he had to shake it off and get his mind right. He had to get his mind right and say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy be done. You know, when we go through things in our lives, the mindset of Christ is we learn to shake things off and say, you know what? Nah, it's not about me. I got to do this for the people. I got to do this for the kingdom. I got to do this for the lost. The mindset of Christ. The Bible going on to say, it's the Lord's mercy that we're not consumed. You think about that. He said, it's the Lord's mercies that we're not consumed. Um, you know, I, I'll bring that up here. He says, because his compassion fails not. It's God's grace. Think about it. God could have easily struck us down. Every time, every time in the Old Testament, when he just got rid of folks. Because why? Because they began to murmur and complain. Out in the wilderness, Moses went through all this stuff. They murmured and complained. They did all these different things. And they died in the wilderness. They died in the wilderness. He says, he says his compassions, they fell us not. They don't. God is so good to us, brothers. So Michael was saying, be careful of how we complain. And just think about how God has been so compassionate to us. The mindset of Christ. Let's look at it. He says, it's the Lord that we're not consumed. His compassion they fell us not. His compassion they fell us not. The Bible says, and they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. God gives us a new chance day after day. And we covered last week about the right mindset. He says, let not the sun go down on your wrath. Let not the sun go down on your wrath. In other words, don't let your day go down. Don't let the sun go down angry or with the wrong mindset or the wrong attitude. He says, why? Again, because your, your new day will be a new day. You're going to hold on to stuff, linger in stuff, dwell in stuff. People linger in stuff for years. Sure, talking with someone recently about how they, they can't get along. Years worth of can't get along. And it builds up every day. You know what? Uh, we get into a disagreement. I shake that thing up, keep it moving. Keep it moving. But some will let it eat at them and chew at them like a like a cancer. Like a cancer. And so if you think about this, he says. Uh, uh, that compassion they fell not. It's, he says, uh, number 23, they are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. So again, be renewed in your mind. Renewed in your heart. Renewed to forgive. Renewed to start over. Renewed. New morning. Amen? Don't let your yesterday climb into your today. Don't let your last moment carry out through your day. The Bible says they're new because of his compassion. This is what it says in verse 24. The Lord is my portion, saith my soul, therefore I hope in him. The Lord is good unto them that wait for him, the soul that seeketh him. Number 26, he says, it is good that a man should both hope and wait, quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. He says, it's good for him that he bear the yoke of his you. The yoke of his you. So even through, uh, I, I, it's even tough love going through things in your life, the heavy load of being young, whatever case may be, things you go through, difficult time. You know what? At the end of it, it's going to make us better. It's going to make us better. Let's look at Micah 7, 18 and 19. Micah, the book of Micah. Go back and uh, check out the old Bible studies. We covered the overview of Micah a few months ago. Now, this is what it says. He says, who is, who is a God like unto thee that pardoneth iniquity? You talk about who is God that can forgive us like he can. And passes 
by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage. He retained not his anger forever because he delighted in mercy. God wants to forgive. He's waiting to forgive. He's waiting on the prayer of salvation. He's waiting on the prayer of forgiveness. He's waiting on the prayer of repentance is what he said. He delighted in mercy. The Bible goes on and says 19, he will not, he will turn again. He will have compassion. And that word is again, compassion. He will have compassion upon us. Pity on us. He will subdue our iniquities. He went on and says he will cast all their sins into the depths of the sea. All the sins of mankind. He's a forgiving God. Forgives us of all sin. Forgives men and women of any and every. He's willing to. If we're willing to give it up. And I got two. A few more places. Boy, this, this is a lot of stuff I want to give you tonight. Um, let me stop it. All right. Compassion. God's compassion. Let's go to Mark, Mark 9. 22. 9.22. Um, this is a good verse 22. The Bible says, oftentimes it was he was cast, he was this man had a concern. His son was troubled. His son was possessed with devils. The Bible says, but Jesus had compassion on him. This is what it says. He oftentimes cast into the fire and into the waters to destroy himself. But thou can do anything, have compassion on us. In other words, he says, God, this is my situation. This is what my son is doing. He says, if you can do anything, please just have some pity and compassion on us. The Bible went on says, and help us. You see that? He said, have compassion and help us. And Jesus was willing to do that. The Bible went on says, Jesus said to him, if thou canst believe, all things are possible to them that believe. So again, through his love, and we trust in his love, we trust in, his, in who he is. God's love, will, uh, he can do anything. Uh, the Bible says, 24, and straightway the father and the, of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And when he saw, when you saw that the man came running together, he rebuked the foul spirit, saying unto him, Thou dumb and deaf spirit, I charge thee to come out and enter no more uh, into him. And so there he is again. His compassion was willing to change this man's life, rebuke the man's suffering, deliver this man. God's love is willing to bring deliverance to you. You may have need of deliverance tonight. God's compassion is willing to do that any circumstance, any challenge in your life. Let's go to 1 Peter uh, 3, 8 through 11. I got about three more passages I'm going to give you, and we'll close out. He says, finally, be all of one mind, having compassion. So there's again, one mind, the mindset of compassion. One another, love as, bro love as brother, be pitiful, be courteous. Be pitiful, be courteous. And so this is the mindset of Christ. The Bible says, not rendering evil for evil or railings for railings. And so that's part of it. Jesus didn't go back and get at people who got at him. He was willing. He was willing to be compassionate upon them. But countrywise, blessings. So he flipped around and blessed them. The Bible went on and says, knowing that ye are therefore called, there are to call, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil. His lips that they speak no God, let him eschew evil, do good, and seek peace, and ensue it. So in other words, the mindset of Christ. Let us seek after the things of God. Pursue after it. Seeking out the peace, the peace of God. And naturally, letting God control the heart, mind, and the tongue. First John, First John 3.15. The Bible says, Whosoever 
hated his brother as a murderer. So this is not the mindset of Christ. The Bible says, and ye know that no murderer hath internal life abiding in him. Can he be saved this way? The Bible says, hereby perceiveth we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. So again, the love for people, regardless of skin colors, or every cover this weekend, regardless of skin color, regardless of what people do, Jesus was willing to lay down his life anyway. You know what? Regardless of what people may do, regardless of how people mistreat people and do even church people wrong, uh, again, abuse, again, uh, the Christian and so on and so forth, the Christian should still show love to the fellow men and women. Number 17, it went on, says, But whosoever hath this world's goods and seeth his brother have need and shutteth up his bowels of compassion, his bowels of compassion, his willingness to uh, share, his willingness to bless, as well as to give, he says, and, and, and how dwelleth the love of God in him. Let's read it again. But whosoever hath this world's goods, and seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion for him, how dwelleth the love of God in him. You see people that have needs in their lives. And you have it to bless people with. You know what? Be a blessing. Be a blessing. The Bible goes on and says, My, my children, my little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. So again, through our, through our actions, through our things, bless people. Bless people. Uh, we were talking about it earlier today. What we were talking about? About we've given, we've given. You know what? We'll keep giving. We'll keep blessing. Why? Because again, we want to be a blessing. Give unto the Lord. Bless the Lord. Do it as unto the Lord. People talk about giving tithes and offerings. Um, it was, uh, we even see Sister Erin this weekend at the hospital. She was talking about, people were talking about, uh, uh, what's the preacher going to do with the money? Blah, 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 blah. You know what? And give it unto God. Give it to the Lord. And whatever, it's between them and God. It's between them and God. But you know what? God loves a cheerful giver. God blesses a cheerful giver. And we thank you for your giving. We thank you for, again, those that, that tithe and they give any offers. Again, why? Because it's a sign that you love God. It's a sign that you uh, want to reciprocate and give back to what God has done for you. Let's look at this. In Jude, in Jude, in Jude 1, uh, the, the key components to having compassion, the key components to have compassion. And we share with you many times, after salvation comes the Holy Ghost. After salvation comes the Holy Ghost. And this is what it says here as we close this last passage of Scripture. He said, But ye, beloved, building yourselves up in your most holy faith. Let's read it again. Jude one twenty. But ye, brethren, beloved, are building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Praying in the Holy Ghost. So again, the Holy Ghost is key. It builds you up. Holy Ghost will help you. But some of the key factors of the Holy Ghost, some of the fruits of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost, is what? Love, peace, joy, long-suffering, temperance, uh, meekness, goodness. And so you must continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost, help me. Holy Ghost, strengthen us. Holy Ghost, help me have the mind of Christ. Holy Ghost, help me have compassion. Holy Ghost, let me be willing to give. Holy Ghost, help me be willing to, again, lay down my life for the kingdom of God. Holy Ghost, help us. Holy Ghost, help me have a right attitude. And so you begin to see that praying in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says keeping yourselves in but the love of God. Do you keep yourself in the love of God? The Bible goes on and says, uh, again, all the compassion of God. 
So that we keep ourselves, the Holy Ghost will help you stay in a compassionate mindset. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. All the way to your death. So I'm going to stop being compassionate. I'm going to stop loving. I'm going to stop doing it. Let's continue to have the right mindset. As Christ did all the way to our death. The Bible goes on and says, 22. And some having compassion. There that word is again. Why did I bring you to this verse? Because of this section, because of this verse. Compassion. We talk about compassion. Some having compassion. Let us not just be some of us. Let it be all of us. Be moved with compassion. Compassion for East New York. Compassion for New York City. Compassion for whatever city you live in. Whatever uh, people you're involved in. Whatever people you surround yourself with. Let us be moved with compassion. For the need, for the weary, for the broken, for the uh, shattered hearts, for the lost. Many times again, let us, back to what we say, we get caught up in all of the worlds. But let us be moved and make a difference. To make a difference. Let's make a difference. Bible goes on to say the 23. And others saved with fear, pulling them out of the fire. Not everybody's willing to get in the fire. Not, not everybody's willing to do the dangerous work or the hard work or the painful work. Not everybody's willing to do it. You think about a firefighter. <laughs> when the fire, off-duty is perfect. Oh, man, it's a great, chill job. But when the fire comes, are you somebody has to be willing to go into the fires. You have to be willing to go in and, and, and suffer. It's not easy being a firefighter. It's not easy going into the fires of life. Not easy, easy, easy being a Christian. Real Christian, getting down and dirty in the ministry. But you think about it, he says, pulling them out of the fires. The Bible says, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So you know what? When compassion, lack of compassion pops up, God help me shake that off. When the things that are not pleased unto Christ pop up, God help me shake that off. When I get into my flesh, God help me shake that off. Hate the very thing. But I was saying earlier about eschewing evil. You know what? I don't want this. I want to be like you, Jesus. Help me to be like you. Make that about be our prayer. The Bible goes on and says uh, uh, that we despise and we despise the things of God. We despise it. The Bible goes on and says in verse 24, now to him that's able to keep you from falling. So the mindset of Christ is to keep you up. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Walking in the Holy Ghost. It'll keep you from falling. Staying with the mindset of Christ will keep you from falling. The, the actions of Christ, it'll keep us from falling. Doing the will of God will keep us from falling. The Bible goes on and says, and presents you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. With exceeding the Lord was to come back. You know, he'd come back, he can come back at any time. He can the rapture church can take place at any time. You know, we want to make sure that we rapture ready. We want to make sure that our hearts are set towards him. Even in the hardest parts of our lives, some of the toughest days of our lives, God help him have, have him see compassion, have him see His love radiating through us, have him see us walking in His will, His ways. When 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 it, when it takes place and we stand before Him, if it happens even now as we speak, before the sun goes down tonight, let's make sure that again we are. We will stand before him with exceeding joy. We'll stand before him in the joy of the Lord. We'll stand before him. Why? Because 
again here, we live a life pleasing unto him. God help us to have the compassion. When we do the compassion of Christ, the Bible says we uh, uh, will please his, his fulfilling his divine purpose, his divine will. Let's close out with this last verse. To the only wise God and our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, power, both now and forever. Amen. And so we close out with that. And so the book of Judas is awesome. That, that last piece is awesome. It shows us what people are willing to do to go in some of the hardest parts, do some of the hardest things that nobody else is willing to do. And that is win the loss. All the time we go out inviting people to church, bring Reverend Johnson in. We encourage you to go with us. Encourage you to go with us. Amen. Take some, take some few minutes out of your time and come on out, hit the streets with us. And really, oftentimes what we see as very few. Lady was giving out track today. And I was like, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. But very few are willing to do that. <laughs> you, you invite somebody to church and they flip around and say, I want to invite you to my church. Why didn't you invite me first? You know what I'm saying? And so let's have that mindset to invite and win souls for Christ. Let's have the mindset to see men and women lost. Time is wrapping up, brothers and today. Time is wrapping up, and, and really one of the prophecies of the end time is this. He said, the love of many will wax cold. The love of many will wax cold. Let's continue to keep our compassion hot. If the flame is going out, throw some logs on that thing. Pray in the Holy Ghost. It's that last section we gave you. Build up yourself. God, my love for you is dying out. My love for the ministry is dying out. God, pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank God for fellowship meeting. It throws more logs on the fire. Hey, this brother's in the fight with us. This brother's in the fire with us. Hey, man, this sister's in the same fire with us. These brothers and sisters are laying down their lives. That's why fellowship is important. That's why coming to church is important. They encourage you. They picked you up to stay in the fire. To stay in the fight. Then again, in the last days, your fire and your compassion, the mindset of Christ, will not fade away. Amen. God bless your prayer. We'll see you this Thursday night in person, 334 Astro Street. Look forward to seeing you. 334 Astro Street. The mindset of Christ. Go back and listen to it again uh, uh, last week as well. I'm not sure if it's going to turn to a series or not, but uh, I was thinking about that. As he covered this weekend about the purpose of Christ and why he came. And naturally, we want to be uh, ambassadors and representations of Christ's love for the world. God bless our prayer. We'll see you soon.